With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. Dear God, I'm so glad that you are uh, one who can break the chains of pain and shame and misery and suffering and guilt that come from bad decisions of our past. But Lord, we don't have to live in the consequences of those decisions forever. Lord, we don't have to stay inside of the prison. You're a chain breaker. You can bust open the doors like you did in the book of Acts where Paul and Silas were there and, and, they, and they broke out in praise and, and, and the walls shook and the doors flew open and they were free. Dear God, we have made some poor decisions in our nation and Lord, we wanna lift up our prayers and our praise to you tonight and we ask for you to shake the walls of our nation, the walls of our churches, open the door and set the captives free. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Well, hey, uh, so good to be with you here this evening. And uh, I've been having such a great time out in my backyard, just uh, holding church. Nothing restricts us from in, being in our homes and in our backyards and uh, asking God to speak to us. I pray that uh, this has been a great time for you and your family and friends to just talk about what it is that, that uh, you're looking for in 2021. Maybe you've made some New Year's resolutions uh, I, wanna, I wanna hear from God. I wanna believe uh, his promises in the Bible that he's working all things together for good, that this hasn't been a, a, a disaster of a year, but actually a setup for a great comeback of morality and uh, spirituality and people loving God and people loving their neighbors in, in a dynamic way like we've never seen before. Like, it's, like it's, it's, it's gonna be so much better than it was five years ago, 10 years ago. And this is actually the, the school, the training ground that is, that is going to teach us how to do that. So uh, I've been continuing to read in my, my, uh, my favorite book here, The American Covenant, The Untold Story. It's written by Dr. Marshall Foster, a good friend of mine. I wanna tell you more about him uh, in, in one of the nights to come. But uh, this is an interesting subject. As, uh, as we get into this question about, uh, is there time to restore America? I mean, um, it's important to understand uh, right off the bat that our founders, uh, even as far back as the forefathers, the pilgrims, they were living in a time that was much darker than what you and I are experiencing in this country right now. Remember, if anyone thought that the end was near, that the last days had come, that the end of the world was imminent, it would have been them. They were living in a country where the king had set him, himself up ultimately as God on earth, head of the church, head of the country. And if anyone was going to be the, uh, the, you know, the, the representative of the devil that was going to fulfill biblical prophecy, surely they would have thought it was him. And there's been many others throughout history that they thought were the, the antichrist. And, and what did they do? They didn't say, well, there's no time to, uh, to, to really improve culture. No, they didn't stick their head between their knees and say, let's get buckle up for all hell to break loose. No, they, they, they got a hold of their Bible. They read it and it said, 
Jesus said that he has all authority both in heaven and on earth and he's with us as we go disciple the nations and teach them God's ways. And so they, they got in a boat, they went across the Atlantic Ocean and they made a 500 year plan to change the world. And you and I are experiencing the blessing and the benefits of that 400 years later. I can prove to you that their goal was to have a long-term plan to bring the blessings of the gospel uh, to all of the world. This is the pilgrim governor, William Bradford. Listen to what he said in his own biography. He said this, he said, a great hope and an inward zeal, right? A great hope and an inward passion in, in, in their heart they had of laying a good foundation or at least to make some way to that foundation for the propagating or the growing and the advancing of the gospel of the kingdom of Christ in the remote parts of the world. That was their goal. One of the main goals. Yes, that they, even if they were to be but stepping stones to others for the performing of so great a work. In other words, they're like, that's our goal is we want to bring the good news of the message that God has come to set his people free and to break the chains of tyrants and to set us free internally from our own demons and externally from the, the political governmental demons that lock people up in, in prisons and take away their liberty and freedom. And if they couldn't do it, maybe they would even be stepping stones. Like they would just lay their face down in the mud and blow bubbles so that their children could use their backs as stepping stones to get to finishing the work. That was the self-sacrificing, self-governing, principled people that were our forefathers and foremothers. And they didn't come over with a bunch of guns to take over a land. They came over with their wives and their kids, some chickens and, some, and, and a Bible and some kernels of corn to lay this great foundation for blessing and health and prosperity for all people. They wanted to be a shining light to the nations. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian Healthcare Ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your health care the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's health care. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. One of the beautiful things that they did though is that they understood that they weren't just going to preach the gospel with their words, and that's important, the message of the gospel that transforms you and me on the inside, but they balanced it with then living out the implications of that gospel in all areas of their life. And nowhere, as you look all around the world, was there more a beautiful balance of words and works, words and actions, than you saw in the early days 
and in uh, the founding of those original colonies and in the founding era. Were there people who strayed away? Were there people who came over for the wrong reasons? Absolutely. But there was a beautiful balance of preaching the gospel and living out loving God and loving your neighbor here in America, which led to the blessing and, and the reason why so many people want to come here. Um, they, they wanted to be a city on a hill, a light to the nations, showing both the power of God to transform an individual and then collectively, corporately, to show how that power can transform an entire nation. One of the questions comes up uh, often today. People say, you know what, it's gotten so bad that certainly the end of the world is near. Doesn't the Bible prophesy that? Doesn't, aren't there prophecies that say that it, basically you might as well plan on Jesus coming Thursday, right? Because, or, 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 or at the latest in a year or so, we don't have time to polish brass on a sinking ship. Maybe you've heard that. After all, I'm the left behind guy, right? I, I mean, movies about this. That, that for those of you who aren't familiar, that there's scripture prophecies that talk about the return of Christ and, and the end of the world. And, and therefore, some people take that and they reason, and I think wrongly, uh, they reason that there's no point in trying to reform or restore our culture because they think there's no use. It's like being on the Titanic, it's sinking. Why would you polish brass and try to shape it up when it's all going to sink? Well, listen, I, I think that's a wrong understanding uh, and that's a wrong uh, conclusion to draw. After all, what did Jesus himself say? He said, occupy till I come. So even if you think Jesus is coming on a particular date and people have predicted that for decades and, and hundreds of years and, and thousands of years, and he said, you're not gonna know the date, you're not gonna know the hour uh, of that time. Uh, he said, occupy till I come. So regardless of what your opinion is on that kind of theology, uh, Jesus said that we're to occupy until he comes. That means we're to govern the place. We're to take care of the place. We're to be in the positions of leadership and set the standards for, for the quality of life. Now, let me ask you, uh, who did he give that commission to occupy to? He gave it to the family of faith, those who could hear from God, those who were uh, transformed in their heart from selfish people to selfless people, people who had self-control and love and joy and peace and kindness and patience and goodness and faithfulness and self-control being demonstrated in their, in their life. Isn't that who you want to be in leadership positions? That's who your kids want to be. They want you as a parent to be a leadership example of love, joy, peace, and patience and kindness. And we're to take that not just in our homes and our families and our churches, but don't we want to move that into our communities and into positions of leadership in the government for the entire nation, for the blessing of all people? That's what Jesus's idea was all about. So who is in the positions of leadership in our culture? Who's shaping the culture and the movies we make and the, listen, the music that we listen to and the politics that are governing us? and the businesses that are actually providing platforms right now for us to be able to, to, to meet together. Is it the family of faith or is it primarily not the family of faith with a different set of values? Right, we need to turn that back around if we are to fulfill the commission that God's given us and we wanna see the results and the blessings that we're looking for. So why don't we do it? Is it because we really don't have time we're in the last days, the end is near, all hell's about to brace, break loose and, and, and God's about to flush, flush the culture down the toilet? I don't think so. Again, that's not what our forefathers thought. And that's, people have been trying to predict that date for years and years and years. God knows the timing of the future. I don't have a crystal ball and either do you. 
So, so let's do what he says and let's recapture the vision of not only our forefathers, not only the pilgrims and the founders, but people in the family of faith for thousands of years, all the way back to Jesus and all the way back to the prophets before him who said that of the government, of his justice of, and of his peace, there will be no end. That God is in control and he is all for righteousness characterizing a nation which leads to its blessing. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Sin is a reproach to every nation and God is not about sin. He is about goodness and righteousness and peace. So let's be about that business and see that God always gives us the time required to accomplish the task he's given us. And he's given us the tools to accomplish the task that he's assigned to us. He's given us the truth. He's given us his spirit to live within us. He's given us the collective body of the family of faith. And ultimately he put all the skin in the game when he sent his son to die on the cross. He so loved the world that he sent his son. And as you and I continue to believe in him, as you and I continue to ask God to clean, clean out my heart, show me if there's any wicked ways in me and lead me in the way everlasting, he will part the sea and take us to the promised land. I believe that. Let me give you a blessing. This is straight out of the book of, uh, of Numbers. It's the ironic priestly blessing for you and your family. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and your family and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.